Oh, we are just so darn glad that you're here. <laughs> what was that, Allie? Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I'm eating Parmesan cheese wisps. I, I mean, what else should one do on a Monday? Drop the subject, listeners. We're so glad you're here. I hope you had a great weekend. Okay. There's a phenomenon that happens, Allie Johnson, and it's happened my entire life. And I am not sure if it's something that I am privileged to partake in more than others or experience more than others. But I have a feeling that you also experience this as well. And drop the subject, listeners. We definitely want to know what you think about this at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. Do you ever just walk past conversations and hear the most complete asinine thing come out of people's mouth, completely out of context, as you're walking by and you're like, there, there, there's something wrong. This is an issue. I, I, I can't, I can't believe that person just said that. Why would they say something like that? But it is completely out of context. I give you an I, example. Okay. Well, this weekend we are walking about our neighborhood, and man, it, COVID has been really awful for a lot of reasons. But in some good ways, it has done things like made our neighborhood very walkable. Everyone's got out little outdoor seating and all these little things going on. It's super fun. So we're walking past this couple who are very clearly on a date. And hold on. Uh-huh. Did it look like first time date? Because the first time date now is usually after the second or third Zoom date. Yeah. So they start, they do a couple of Zates and uh-huh. then they do a first in-person date. Did it seem like a first in-person date or did it seem like these people were dating? I, I'm going to go with dating. One was okay. definitely much more comfortable than the other. And they were a gay gay couple, a two women. Were they going to be a cray cray? Oh, two lady two, gay gay. Two lady gay gays. And look, appearing as if they were having a lovely time and sitting on a, a, a table for two outside, outside of a, a, I think this was a pho restaurant in our neighborhood. Okay. And in some kind of a sidewalk or parklet or parking yep, spot. Yep, exactly. Uh-huh. And Chris and I are bebopping down the street, boop, 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 and we're having our own conversation. And You're I, being gay gay. They're being gay gay. Yeah. Everything's gay gay. Everything's gay gay. And it was a lovely weekend. And we get to this <laughs> couple. And you hear the one say, I mean, it, it doesn't take a genius to realize how into ceramics I am. But the <laughs> issue is, and then I did that, Allie. I did that. <laughs> I felt horrible. So you knee-jerk reacted laugh? I knee-jerk reacted laugh right next to this woman as she's saying to her date, because I've been analyzing them from afar, right? You know, a couple blocks down the road, I'm like, well, aren't they cute? Look at them. And there were lots of people out, but they just were cute. They were just adorable, and you could tell they were on a little date, and the one had her little hipster hat on and whatever. It was super cute. And then as we get to them, this was the last thing I thought was going to come out of her mouth. Well, I mean, it's just... it's. Clearly, I, I'm so into ceramics. And I was like, oh, my God. Did they react when you reacted? Yes. Yeah. She sort of looked up at me and gave me kind of a dirty look. <laughs> but I also feel like maybe she realized the absurdity of what came out of her mouth. Being a, a, a gay, gay lesbian sitting, having a date in the middle of, of, of Los Angeles, saying something like, well, it takes it doesn't take a stranger or it's obnoxious to realize that everyone should realize that I am certainly into ceramics. 
There are some situations where I'm sure I've been on the, I've been that gay gay woman where I said something completely out of context, but it's the opposite of interesting. Like last night, (laughs) my wife and I were outside going for a walk and we were talking about, uh, we were literally going, yeah, well, we're going to meet with the financial advisor tomorrow, so we should probably get the uh, the the finances all in order, and you know we have to. Um, and then we, what do we? How much do we spend every week on cat food? And then somebody's running by, and they're probably like, "Ooh, I'm going to get a cool eavesdroppy conversation with these lesbians," and then they fall asleep mid run. <laughs> I don't like- think that the things they're overhearing in my life are necessarily as interesting as how into ceramics. If I was into ceramics, oh man, I beg for my life to be that interesting. I mean, hello, I. Also thought that this made a great gay gay or cray cray or not gay gay or cray cray a gay ma question. I was going to ask you how sexy is it on a lesbian, let's say third or fourth date, to talk about how into ceramics you really are. Well, I will answer that question when we come back. How's that for titillating? Right here, drop the subject continues after this. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. We. Uh, we're just talking about um, overhearing conversations when uh, James over the weekend heard uh, a lesbian date that was going on. Woman said, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to find out uh, how into ceramics I am. Uh, James Niedrich react laughed right in that lesbian's face. And she, <laughs> he ended up getting a, a gift of a dirty look with a woman in a hipster hat. And I can't blame her, but I also can't blame her for loving ceramics. You asked me before the break of uh, whether or not that would be something I'm into. And let me just say, one of the first serious relationships that I had, I knew it was serious because we went plate making. Oh, oh. <laughs> so this and really is a thing. I, did I, I just get a peek into like, into like secret lesbian culture that I didn't even realize I got? Well, there are different categories, James. So there's, and this is sort of like a bonus KMA, Jesse, if you want to hit that music. But there's the outdoorsy lesbians, and then there are the crafty lesbians. And you can dabble in both every once in a while. But And then there are power lesbians and all of it, sporty lesbians. And there's there's different cat subcategories or subreddits of lesbianism. But the outdoorsy ones are where we're at. We are the chapsticky uh, I spend probably $25 on clothes a year, um, but I probably spend thousands of dollars at REI every year. I'm a, a active member of the co-op. We go camping. We have a Subaru. That is our lane. That uh-huh. is where we are comfortable. Nice. Then you've got the crafty, oh, I'm going to embroider a picture of my cat lesbians. <laughs> And I'm gonna puzzle, and we're gonna we're gonna watch <laughs> all of Nancy Drew, and we're going to uh, uh, knit, and we're going to get super involved in ceramics. And those are the people that I can dabble. I like a puzzle. I like a I like a plate making experience. If someone was like. I want to go to a paint night with you and we paint a picture of a pumpkin together and drink wine. I'm all about that. I'm all Uh about combining crafty with social. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm obsessed with ceramics in any stretch, but (laughs) there are a lot. I would say there's a fair amount of lesbians in that world. Ah, very good. Well, I feel absolutely 100% privileged to have seen just a piece (laughs) of that. I would have never, I got you on the camping and the outdoorsy and the sporty and the power 
um, even the mafia lesbians. But I did not know that there was a scrapping, that there were scrapbooking. There are scrapping lesbians. Yeah. Lesbians out there. Well, I am. I'm privileged to be a, even a, learn even more about the community alley. Well, let's get into the Monday Munch Report um, because it is Monday, which means we talk about food and there's a trend going on that per- I don't know if the lesbians you saw were taking part in. This is the Monday Munch Report. That sounds good. I'll have that. Yes, 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 yes. What are you doing? I'm and in Greece. It's the best I follow several Instagram accounts that deal with this. I, I'm, I, I wouldn't say embarrassed to say. But there is a new trend going on. I think it's been going on for a little while. More and more, especially now that people are getting obsessed with TikToks, uh, people uh, with TikTok in general, people are getting obsessed with, with TikToks that have to do with tiny food and just being obsessed with tiny versions of food in general. I don't know if you've heard of the Instagram account Tiny Chef, but... It's basically just a little baby clay chef who makes tiny foods. And it is so <laughs> strangely satisfying. But I and I don't know why we are so obsessed with seeing things in tiny form. But it, it just takes one second of me looking at a really, really teensy tiny in and out burger with a little baby fry and a little baby soda. <laughs> Cute. That brings me such joy. I don't know if it brings us back to our childhood when we had tiny versions of things and suddenly that is now translating into adulthood, but are you into tiny foods as much as I am? No. I, I am not a tiny person and all I see when I see tiny foods is man, I'm still gonna be hungry. Although I do think, you know, there are theories as to why we find small things like small animals and small people attractive. And one of those theories is that it allows us, we it, it triggers an instinct for us to have to care for that. So there's a reason why we think oh. babies are so cute so that we have to care for it. There's a reason wait, wait, that no, we think- You cannot survive without it. Without it, right? It's little kitties or puppies or whatever. We know that we need to take care of them. So I wonder if it's triggering the same like neuro response wow, when we like see maternal? tiny food. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I do want to take care of this little baby hot dog that I'm looking at. And I also want to eat it, but I want to be very precious about it. All right. Catch up it. A little baby ketchup and a little baby mustard. Um, I don't know why I I hate myself right now. Let's go to a break. Uh, <laughs> more drop the subject when we come back. A little baby alley. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Dr. James, Allie Johnson, at DTS Show on the social medias. Of course, we are a podcast. Go to radio.com. Sorry, go to We Are Channel Q. Ah, either place. Download you can go to radio.com. Sure. You can go to People radio. love plugging that. Yeah. Give them some we'll, love. We'll just get all the plugs in, as many plugs in here as we can. Um, some uh, we hit unfortunate milestone over the weekend um, in terms of COVID cases. Also, some interesting new developments in terms of blood typing and COVID. We haven't done a COVID update in a little while, so we definitely want to keep you on top of what's going on. Obviously, this is impacting pretty much everyone's life. And something that you learn when you're younger that at least maybe I found terribly fascinating and others have as well, is that we all have different blood types. And a certain percentage of people are A and some are B and some are AB and some are O and there's positive and negatives with all of that. It generally I'm does O-neg, not I'm Oneg, I'm a blood impact- hero. It's, it's a blood. Yeah. O negatives are blood hero, by the way, <clears throat> which I happen to be. Oh, that's right. 
I thought I was so special, and you're like, I am too. I was like, damn it. You're like, damn it. That was the one thing I had. (laughs) Right. And it's what that means is that we can be the universal donor. So anyone can take O negative blood. So whenever folks need blood, all the O negs out there, please go donate as much as you can. Um, One of, there's been, talk about blood type research for a really long time when it comes to metabolism when it comes to weight loss when it comes to lots of different things well what researchers are also finding now in terms of covid is that individuals with blood type o so o positive or negative doesn't matter may be less vulnerable to covid 19 this is now the third study that has come out about this demonstrating that the number of individuals testing positive for covid 19 who have O-type blood is lower as a percentage than other people who have A, B, or AB. And so we, what we don't know, long story short, is does this mean that people with type O are protected against COVID? Or are people who do not have type O more vulnerable to COVID? We obviously need lots more research about this, but it is kind of interesting. Yeah, but what... Why would that be? And I know you might not know the answer offhand, but do do does my blood because we have O blood, does it work differently in fighting off viruses like this? So there in terms of fighting off the virus, we don't really know a lot yet. In terms of how sick people get, because an extension of this research, we're finding that people with type O often tend to get less sick than people with the other blood types. And one of those reasons is like, for instance, your type does make something of a difference. So like people with blood type O have a little bit less of a clotting factor uh, that Hmm. make type O's less prone to coagulation issues, to like clotting issues. And what we know is that when some people get sick with COVID, it's they get lots of little clots everywhere and they get clots in their lungs and clots in their legs and whatever. Uh They get many strokes. That can cause lots of issues. So people with O are less likely to clot sort of in general. So maybe that's part of the reason that's protective, but all this is super, super early. It, it None of it is absolutely conclusive at this time. Interesting. Well, yes. I mean, you look at some of the cases and it's not really slowing down the way it should. We've hit 8 million cases in the U.S. And, you know, Dr. Fauci did say recently uh, he kind of is trying to cancel Thanksgiving. So if you hate your family, <laughs> it's kind of a good thing, I guess. If you love your family, it's not good news. But he was saying that, you know, these small gatherings are kind of becoming little mini super spreaders because we think, oh, if we've got four or five people together, we're fine. Um, you know, I know this person or this is a family member and you kind of let your guard down a little bit and now they're just baby super spreader events. And so he's just making sure that people know unless you're entirely or almost entirely sure that the people that you are hanging out with are are negative and are healthy uh, then you probably want to forego seeing family and close friends this Thanksgiving. And he even said that his three, I think he has three kids that he's not even mm-hmm. going to see over Thanksgiving because he's technically high risk. Yeah. Well, and and yeah, and he's also Anthony Fauci. I do want to sort of clarify this because this, this made a lot of headlines last week as well. Small events. Here's here's what people are doing. I'm have getting together with my neighbors in a small group, five to six people. And then I'm getting together with my coworkers, a small group, five to six people. And then I'm getting together with people from church, 
five, four to five people. And then I'm getting together with my, my old basketball team because we haven't been able to play all year. So now all of a sudden you've exposed, yes, it's a small group, but you've been around 35 people not right. knowing how everyone is doing, right? When we say small groups, we mean the small groups. Anthony Fauci actually ca- called it dating. You need to be dating these people. Like, like you're dating your neighbors, meaning you're almost exclusive to just your neighbors, right? So that's what we mean by small groups. Either way, whatever you do, stay six feet away and wear a mask. No more than two minutes of commercials. Haha. <laughs> we'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Would you go on a vacation with a total stranger? That is what we are discussing now. I'm Allie. Dr. James is here with me, and this has dropped the subject on the new Channel Q. More and more people are feeling like they got to get out of the house. They got to get out of the apartment. They got to get out of their sublet. Just the house, the people, yourself, you're sick of it all, and you want to go on a vacation, but there are some you know, people who don't feel safe doing that. So if you've got some friends and family and they are turning you down when you suggest a vacation... Here's an alternative that a lot of people are turning to. It's called going on a vacation with a total stranger. (laughs) And there are forums about this. There are blogs where you can hook up with other people that are strangers, that are travelers. And I don't know how you feel, James, but there's something weirdly awesome about this. Um, Not great if you don't want to get murdered, (laughs) <laughs> which but, is generally most people I'm I'm just, just call me I'm gonna crazy. say it's the majority right I know we're not supposed to assume things but I'm gonna go ahead I'm going out on a limb here assume people don't want to be murdered right but if you don't basically what you're getting is a vacation with somebody that has no strings attached to it you are getting all of the fun of going on a vacation with another person without any of the headache of having to decide well where should we go to eat well i want to try italian but i don't want italian but we're in italy so we have to get italian food but i don't like gluten and then you have to have all of those conversations and it gets frustrating when when you're with a stranger you could just be like i'm going here you're going there and we can meet up later or we cannot doesn't matter yeah. And I, I mean, there, there does seem to be something that is very cool about being with people who are in the same space that you are, right? Like you're there, you're not in a couple, you're not being like a sad single because you're single, right? I think, I think there's a misnomer that so many people who are single are sad because they're single, right? They're like forlorn yeah. until they find the person that they want to be with. No, you could just be like a bad bitch in your early 40s like doing your thing and you got some money to spend and you want to go spend it in italy for two weeks like why not hook up with some other bad bitches who also got money to spend who want to like hang out in italy and find yourself some italians you know what i'm saying (laughs) so james would you if you were not in a relationship or i guess even if you were if nobody wanted to go on a vacation with you and you were desperate to go on one would you go with a stranger well, this is a categorically different conversation, I think. <laughs> if you if you are ver- being in a relationship versus being single. Would you like, get permission to go I, on I don't with a stranger? Think Christopher would give me permission to do that. <laughs> Although he might. He's you know, I don't we have no we don't we got issues like every relationship, but we don't have oh, trust issues, right? So like I don't I don't think any, either of us would think the other one was like screwing somebody, but I, I that is sort of interesting. Um if I was single, you not only would I do this, but I kind of sort of have. I kind of gone on vacation with a stranger. Um, not like very specifically with a stranger, but I've gone on vacation by myself, 
and just yeah, like yeah, I have to like right. just like met people and then ended up sort of kind of becoming part of their group and kind of hang out with them and kind of not hanging out with them. And it's often how I did New York when I was single. I would like go for a work thing and then I'd be like, I'm gonna stay in New York for a week and just like be there. And then yeah. the next thing you well, know, like three nights later, you've met your best seventeen new gay best friend. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree. I my vacation that I took when I was by myself versus the vacation that I took with my grandmother as part of an old people tour <laughs> were the two most polar opposite vacations that I've ever been on. Both very enjoyable, but for completely different reasons. When mm. I was by myself, I was a young college kid and I would wake up and I would go to I would go to I you know went to all these different places in Europe and I would just go places and read or I would go to a museum. It was just whatever I wanted to do. I'd meet up with people that stayed at the hostel and you know it was completely free, which was awesome. Yep. I also saw stuff in Rome and I have no idea what it is. <laughs> the good part about the guided experience is yes, I was on a bus with 70 different old people and but I did know what we were doing at all times. Everything was paced out perfectly. All my meals were figured out and I knew exactly what I was looking at and all of the, and I, uh, you know, I, I got to make some great friends like Gladys. So, you know, I guess it depends <laughs> on what you, what you want, but having a vacation with a stranger is getting more and more popular. So don't count it out. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject right after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Allie? Allie? Yes. Allie? Oh. Right. Yeah. Hello. I don't like it when you do that. It's time to go to the dark web. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. See, I knew it just because Allie's been sitting here laughing for the last nine minutes. Well, I, for the, yeah, for the first while, I'm just kind of hunched over my computer with like this smarmy smile on my face. And then it, it translates into maniacal laughter because Dr. James venturing into the dark web is not something that you're comfortable oh doing. You're gosh. a. You have a squeaky clean conscience and you are uh, an ethical, moral, good-hearted human being. So I mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> like, all right, well, I'm, I'm no angel. She has a past. However, <laughs> there's a difference between having a past and like enjoying this crap that you bring me on the dark web, like like illegal animals and elbows and stuff. Yeah, well, actually, this week, we're going to focus on ransomware. So I think it will be a safe category for you. I don't think it's as cringeworthy. Okay? This is like computer stuff, like how to hack computer kind of stuff. Is that what you mean? No, this is people who are scamming you and want ransom for intimate things about you. Oh, oh. don't give them ideas. I just told you I have a past, Allie. Don't give all right. them ideas. Hold, hold on. <laughs> I'm just going to give you three hypotheticals, okay? okay? Because what happens is there's a lot of hackers out there who want to steal your personal information. They have all kinds of different ways why they want to scam you. And then they will give you a ransom to say, pay this ransom or I'm going to X, Y, and Z. I'm going to release your nudes or whatever it is. So a lot of them use the, the dark web to complete those transactions. Just go to this website, pay this, we'll translate it to Bitcoin, boo, boo, boo. And just between, just for reference, between 2013 and 2019, ransomware operations made $144 million in Bitcoin. And wow. most of them exclusively use the dark web for their transactions. It's the modern day Western Union. So here are the three. <laughs> their new logo. Yeah. 
uh, there are three scenarios here that I will present to you. And then in price order, list their ransoms, okay? It's, I should be so good at this, yeah. Here's your first one. Uh-huh. A hacker claims to have a video of you pleasuring yourself. You must pay them X amount of dollars to get the footage or it will be released online. Okay. Okay. Scenario number one. Yep. That's scenario number one. Scenario number two is a person calls you on your phonesies. You answer it. You say, what the hell? It's an unknown number. And they say, hi, I have one of your kids. They're kidnapped. <gasps> this is usually not a real kidnap. It's a scam kidnap. The scam typically begins with the phone call saying it's either a, a kid or a cousin or some kind of a family member saying that they're being held captive. Sometimes they will even have a, a woman screaming in the background to be like, oh, look, they're right over there. You better give us some money or and you better not c- contact them because we will know. You better not contact the police because we will know. Just give us this money and we will let them go right now. You know a little bit too much about these details, Ellie. Okay. All right. Well, I uh, just need a side hustle. The <clears> final, <throat> final scenario is a company data breach. Now, we've heard about these a lot. I believe one just happened with Robinhood. I'm not quite sure, but there was some kind of a data breach there. And a lot of times a hacker will data breach into a company and then they'll say, give me X amount of dollars or I'm going to release all of your company's personal information, the names of your employees, the social security numbers of the employees, the email addresses, etc., etc., etc. So we've got the self-pleasuring, we've got the kidnapping scam, and we've got the data breach in price order. How expensive do you think these ransoms are? I'm going to go company data breach as being the most expensive, like have the highest ransom, followed by, unfortunately, the probable fake but possibly real kidnapping of your child. Okay. And then, I mean, people are sending out videos of themselves pleasuring themselves on purpose, like not even on OnlyFans. So I'm going to go lowest on that one. All right. Let's find out. The hacker who claims to have a video of you pleasuring yourself is asking for $1,900 worth in Bitcoin. That's it? That's it. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) The caller who claims to have your child is asking for $5,000 on average. Okay, still. Five grand for my child. Okay. But that, yeah, they, but that's they what make they do. it low. They do a, yes, they make they it low so that you'll it. just do it. They can't be uh, like, $20 million. And you're like, I okay, I guess I don't have a kid anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the median average, I believe in 2019, for company data breach ransoms was $84,116. So I you are correct. I was good at the dark web for once. This you were. I'm, I'm turning into a bad person. I don't know. Could be. We'll find out. Did Jesse just came on through the ears and said, yes, that's what it means. <laughs> yes, it means uh, you're bad. Yes, that's what it means. Okay. Uh, you chime in just at the right moments, Jesse. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject after this. Drop the Subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Ali Johnson, Dr. James Simmons. Drop the subject listeners, because you're the most important. What would you have an extra body part of if you could? Let's say you followed Ali over to the dark web and you just decided, I'm just going to buy an extra body part just because I want an extra one. What would that be? Would it be something functional? Would it be something pleasurable? Would it help your intellect? That's curious because 
Well, as humans, we're growing new body parts right now, and we kind of don't even really know that we're doing it. Well, apparently we are growing an extra artery in our arms, which is showing that we are still evolving. I don't know why the extra artery is there, maybe because of stress. That's what I would assume, but Hmm. the vestigial tail is something that is left over from previous generations of evolution, right? The fact that some people are out there and a hyper number of people still have little bits of tails, even tails that wag. And so you think about what is next, right? When we all, when everyone's gotten rid of their tails, what is going to be next? And there's always been these predictions, right, of us being these weird hunchback gargoyles because we're going to be leaning over our phones constantly or we're going to have these gigantic thumbs because we use our thumbs for everything now. Um, If I were to pick, you're asking what body part I would like added to my current body? Yeah, like if you had to pick, let's say, that you're you're like, okay, so I'm growing a median artery, which, so I think medically, and our artery is good oxygenated blood flow, right? So it's getting blood out to your hand, to the tips of your fingers. That makes me think the body is preparing itself to use your hands more or maybe even start growing another finger or something, right? <gasps> or this ginormous thumb, or right? It's, it's gassing you up to get more good blood flow. So medically, that's where I go with this. But, but non-medically, Allie, just in general, like if you could pick, would it be an extra nostril? No. I don't think I need one of those. Um, Yeah, I think I'm good on nostrils. Like two seems like a good amount. I'm also good with two ears. That's fine with me. Um, I know Jesse, he's not on the air, but he chimed in with he would rather have an opposable thumb on his foot so he could add another opposable thumb and kind of monkey it around and maybe run a little faster, maybe grab onto things, eat with your feet, that kind of thing. Swing that sounds the pretty trees. exciting. Yeah. Uh, riding a bicycle would be very different. Uh, riding a skateboard. Think of the tricks you could do if you could grab onto your skateboard with an Whoa. opposable thumb foot. Yeah. Which would be exciting. Um, the only thing I can think of is that I wouldn't want to grow an extra body part. I would want, I guess I would want more fingers. I'll just go with more fingers. <laughs> That's a because like typing faster out. or like, you know what I would want? I want my fingers to be little points, like little styluses. So that, <laughs> <laughs> so that when I'm typing, I'm like, so because what the problem <laughs> is that at least on my thumbs, I want my thumbs to be little points so that when I'm typing, I because my stupid fingers press on buttons that aren't like it presses on the wrong button. Uh huh. And it like, bothers me. Like the I.O. thing on your iPhone, right? Every, yes. Every it's o so annoying. I, I'm always yeah. typing like it always says like James and instead of James or whatever it is, uh-huh. I'm tr- I'm always t- I, there's so many typos. Even after I post something, I'm like pro- pro- proofread it a million times and there's like 17 typos still because of yep. my thumbs. Mine is I really should be blaming right. my thumbs. It yeah, is. there you yeah. go. R-O-G-H-T. I'm so like, that's if, not even a word. Right. And why, of all the things that they autocorrect, do they not autocorrect those things? But those all of this correct. would be solved if I had tiny little pen thumbs. I think an eye. You want like, an extra eye? Yeah. Why? Just, just so I can like see a like third 360. Eye? Yeah. But no, like back of my head. Like if I'm going new body part, I'm going full tilt. I'm going like super weird. So I want, yeah, yeah I want like a third leg. Or like a third eye, 
coming out the back of my head so I can see all the time. You know, I'm a little paranoid anyway. I'm always like wondering who's around. So if I had that extra eye, I could totally see that, see somebody. I'm in. It definitely make um, parallel parking easier. (laughs) It would, although it would make buying sunglasses harder. Um, where are your three lens sunglasses? God, um, sunglass hut. Me. You're going downhill. <laughs> lens we'll crafters. Be, um, lens crafters. Is... You're not accommodating my right. deformity. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back with more Drop the Subject after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. It or lose a time. That's right. It's dropped the subject with Allie and James. I have two stories. James has two stories, but we can only news one of the two. I will present two headlines to you, James. News or lose, whichever you choose. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Headline number one. Peloton is being sued and they just issued a recall. No. I'm going to okay. lose it. I'm still okay. I still like my bike. Um, all right. Then you are going to hear about this couple who got scammed out of the house they just bought. All right. Poor couple. Your headlines, Allie Johnson. GM to run robot cars in San Francisco without human backups. Oh. Hmm. Sure. Why not? Let's news it. All right. Very good. Ding, 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 ding. We're newsing it. You will not hear about a Boston news anchor who was fired for appearing in an Adam Sandler movie. Ah, I did hear about that. All right, let me tell you about this couple. Um, A lot of people are in the home buying mood right now. They're sick of themselves. Like I said, they're sick of everyone around them. So they want more space. They are moving out of the states. They're moving all over the damn place. So, of course, we should warn you. You may encounter something like what happened to this couple. I believe this couple is in the northern part of them. It might be Pacific Northwest, but... Uh So this couple buys a house. They they mainly buy the house. A big selling point for them was a spa, or it was a, a hot tub in the backyard and a gazebo. So there's this brand new hot tub. They go and they look at it when they're touring the house. They're like, wow, this is fantastic. Beautiful gazebo. And they're going, man, the parties that we could probably have here, it's just going to be epic. You know, when you say I bought a new house and there's a hot tub, always pretty exciting. That's what you lead with, right? Totally, of course. So they go through escrow and they go through all the little inspections and all that good stuff. And then seven days before everything was closing, during the final walkthrough, they go back to the house one last time just to make sure everything is in order. And the hot tub and the gazebo are gone. Oh, no. Yeah. So they just removed every like all of the coolest parts of the house. Of course they did. Before. Yeah. Before the end of the sale. And now the couple is pissed because obviously it costs money to get all of those inspections and do all of that stuff. Plus, it's time consuming. People put in notice at the places that they're renting or whatever, or they sell a different home. And so to do that at the final walkthrough, they're like, we just got there and Everything was gone. That's so awful. Breaking now they are uh, suing the owners. I don't know if they ended up buying the house, but to say I bought a house that used to have a hot tub, definitely don't lead with that. Does, <laughs> does not have the same cool factor. I got scammed out of a hot tub. <laughs> I mean, that's the story, right? I got scammed out of a hot tub. Not see that spot over there. See that eight by eight yeah. spot that used to be <laughs> that a eight hot by tub. eight. Yeah, it's like a ring of dirt around it. It's just where it used and to be. Still haven't cleaned it. Because they're remembering the hot tub. Aye, yeah. aye, aye. Um, all right, Allie. 
GM, General Motors, not Tesla, not that other electric car company or whatever, not Volvo, GM, to run robot cars in San Francisco without human backups uh, uh, by the end of the year. This is crazy, okay? I don't understand. So the company Waymo, 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 W-A-Y-M-O, a unit of Google, like of Alphabet, who owns Google, has been running these cars in like Phoenix for a while and testing them out in San Francisco. And they now have gotten a permit from the California Department of Motor Vehicles, issue number one, to let these cars travel by themselves. So these cars are going to go neighborhood to neighborhood in San Francisco, and there's going to be these individual autonomous cars there, and you are going to be able to like use Uber to hail one of these cars and have this driverless car drive you to wherever you want. Dri- driverless, without yeah. a driver. You could do this now, but there was always a human being in the seat just in case something went wrong. But apparently enough rides have happened that nothing has gone wrong, that it reached some sort of threshold that said, okay, fine, we've had enough rides without incident. We can take the human beings out of the car and just put scared, bejeebusy human beings in the back seat. Well, you know what? I if I'm, I'll do anything for a discount. If they're going to half the price <laughs> and up my no. injury factor, the injury not. risk, I'll, I'm totally down for that. And I would video the whole thing. And then, uh, you know, if I get there, uh, if I get there, I feel like people would watch the video anyway. And I and I would be in an experience that I've never had before. I am so not afraid of this kind of stuff. Plus. This technology, the self-driving technology, is basically in the cranky teenager phase. It wants its driver's license. It doesn't want to be with its stupid adult in the car. How lame is that when you're 15 and you have to be with a 25-year-old chaperoning you as you drive? I mean, it's not fun. Cranky so these teenager robot phase cars is also yeah. when people get in accidents, Allie. <laughs> right. This is an interesting point. <laughs> no, but I get how Phoenix. else are they going to learn? But uh, listen, I get Phoenix. It's flat there. San Francisco, I'm scared going over the hills in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, there's hills and turns and bikes and people everywhere. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Absol- and I drive an electric car. No, absolutely <laughs> not. This is silly. Allie, you can take it. All right, I'll take it. Uh, we'll be right back with more Drop the Subject after this two-minute promise. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Happy Monday. I know people don't usually say that, but why the hell not? It's 2020. Let's switch it up. I'm Allie. That's James. This is Drop the Subject. And since it is Monday, we do the Monday Munch Report. That sounds good. I'll have that. Yas, 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 yas. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. This means we talk about all things food. Earlier in the show, we talked about tiny foods. Now, we will discuss a new thing that Yelp is doing. To try and combat um, racism within the food industry. Take a listen. Ooh, excuse me. Hey there. Uh, <clears throat> All right. Some good eats. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yum. Those Parmesan wisps are really catching up with me. Uh, take a listen. A Palm Springs restaurant owner speaking out against a new feature from the review site Yelp, which allows businesses to be tagged with racist behavior alerts. Uh, by the way, this woman's name is Karen. Don't hold that against her. Let's continue. As News Channel 3's Tom Tucker reports, the owner of 849 says his <laughs> business is being run. Tom Tucker from Family Guy is apparently the other reporter. So we have a Karen and then we also have Tom Tucker from Family Guy covering this story, James. 
The review site Yelp is now offering a new feature the company calls Racist Behavior Alerts, which the company can post to any business's page after Yelp receives complaints from customers who say they've experienced racism or a racist incident at a particular business. Okay, so before we move on, because we're going to hear from the restaurant owner in a second, this in theory seems like a great idea, right? Somebody can comment and say, I'm a person of color. I had a very negative experience at this restaurant. Uh, disclaimer, I want to let other people know, etc. And And I think more people now are making choices on what they eat and what they consume based on the ethics of that company or restaurant. Which people should be able to do, right? We should be able to have much more transparency in terms of where this restaurant is spending their money, where they source their food, where, how they treat their employees. Things like that are really important, not only where we for where we eat, but other places. And you don't want to unknowingly like go in and support like a, a restaurant that is supporting QAnon and yes, the alt-right right. and all of these things. So it is important to know those things. Yeah. You don't want to know that you're eating a Q. I mean, or no, you do want to know that you're eating a QAnon burger. You don't want to just be eating it and not know. Yeah. And then it. after the fact, you're like, oh, crap. But there is a flip side to this, James. And let's hear from the restaurant. Willie Rhine, the co-owner of 849, is among those who think it's a bad idea. So that's, that's probably my biggest concern, that people have the ability to go on Yelp and say whatever they wish. Though 849's Yelp page has not been tagged with a racist behavior alert, this review posted Monday by Wen S. mentions Ryan by name and describes his business as a, quote, racist organization. So this person, this owner of the restaurant, uh, claims that there is nothing racist about the restaurant, but... He's making a point that Yelp is kind of a a free for all, and I and mm-hmm. I d- it's kind of weird because Yelp is very helpful and it's also extremely damaging to restaurants sometimes because it just takes a, f- a handful of people really to be nitpicky about one little thing, write a one star review, and then suddenly all you do is scroll through, and if you see three and a half stars, you don't go there. You venture right. an extra couple of miles to go somewhere that has four stars or five stars. I know I'm guilty of doing that. But that person who wrote that one star review could really just suck as a person or it can even be another restaurant. So how do you filter that stuff and how do you take the good and remove the bad from something like this that does have good intentions? You take the good, you take the bad, Mm -hmm. you take them both, Allie. And then you have. And there you have. The facts of life. The facts of Honestly, life. I feel like these uh, lots of situations like this need room to grow and breathe and mature and turn into what is ultimately going to be something that is probably a good thing. So, yes, there there are all of these things. You know, it. I think sometimes people will come up with the argument: well, anyone can come in and claim that I'm racist and ruin my restaurant. It reminds me of of people being like, well, if we let two women marry, what's next? You can marry a goat, right? Like, so if you go down that road of the argument, then no, there's never going to be an opportunity for customers, the people paying to hold restaurants and institutions accountable for their behaviors and the source of their food and how they treat employees, et cetera. So I like the idea conceptually, and I think... This is a really great conversation for Yelp and others to be able to start to change and figure out what is the right way, right? Yeah, and I think that Yelp has to do a little more cross-examination of some of their people that are writing reviews. There needs to be a little bit more, okay, this person's written 17,000 one-star reviews for all of the restaurants in this area. Maybe we can flag that and look into it a little bit more instead of just kind of letting it be. 
think it's good in theory and hopefully you know things like this can be perfected so that they do um so that they do both sides justice anyway uh when we get back more drop the subject is that true oh yes it is true don't go anywhere drop the subject the new channel q Close up shop. Close up shop. Close up shop. Drop the subject on the new channel. Q, Allie Johnson, Dr. James Simmons. Ah, we love it that you're listening and you've hung out with us today. Thank you so much. If you missed anything in today's show, and boy, you might have missed a lot. It's Monday, so we did our Monday Munch Report. We started with tiny food. And this being a trend and why maybe it's a trend, we certainly had a COVID update. We hit an unfortunate milestone over the weekend and discussed what your blood type and how is and how that might play into your risk of contracting and getting sick from COVID. Allie tortured me again with an episode of the dark web, though this one was, um, I think, one of the more tame and more interesting dark webs that we've done. We're growing new body parts as humans. We discussed that <laughs> as well yeah. as how much ethics should play into our food choices, particularly reviewing restaurants on Yelp and if they are racist, all of that and more. On the podcast, go to radio.com, search Drop the Subject, download as a podcast, give us five stars, subscribe, rate it. We love it when you do that. And of course, please follow us all over the socials and let us know what is on your mind at DTS Show, at DTS Show on Instagram and Zitwitel. Zitwitel. Mm-hmm. You have, we have to give it a little bit of French. Allie Johnson. There's this concept that the kids talk about and they have apparently for a long time that is very new to me, but it is something I have been doing for a long time. And that is the concept of hate watching. See, I wish that I had time to hate watch. I really (laughs) don't because I don't have a lot of free time. So when I have free time, I want to watch something that I want to watch. I don't have hate watch time where I'm like, hey, I've watched everything that I want to watch. Why don't I watch something that I hate and just make fun of it while I watch it? Yes. Um, It's a luxury. And the last thing that I've wanted to hate watch was the movie, the new movie, Cats. When theaters were still open and that movie was out, there was nothing that I wanted more than to take the fattest edible and go to the movie theater (laughs) and watch that movie and just laugh. And I want to see the b-hole cut Uh and all of it. But then things change. I didn't get around to it. Now, hate watching doesn't have the same effect when I'm in my home. But and I and even if I was going to hate watch to like a reality show, I don't really. I just even a movie like Room or The, the Room, you know, that uh-huh. movie that everybody is like, oh, it's the worst movie ever. Worst movie ever right. I'm just like, I don't want to watch something that's that bad. Yeah, and why spend my time like like doing that? I I guess the last thing that I sort of started hate watching, I ended up watching watching and loved unfortunately was Love is Blind on Netflix. That one was ah. sort of I was like I do not want to watch a dating show. I do not need to watch these like crazy privileged cis people like get to do their thing or whatever and like fall in love with each other whatever and like halfway through the first episode i'm like oh my god i have to know everything that happens right so it did it started off as sort of hate but more like started off as like my dissertation brain needed uh, a break 
And then it turned into a, like a mild obsession. So I wonder if that actually starts, right? People are talking about like Emily in Paris is another one that's hot on Netflix right now that everyone's like, oh my God, I hate it, but I've watched it three times. So you don't really hate it then if if you're watching Yeah, it. see, like, I guess then Indian Matchmaker could be that for me. We watched that and binged it within 48 hours. But that's a that's a show that you watch it and you're like, they're so this is so set up. All of this is so set up. And right. then I talked to my friends from India and they were like, that show is a piece of crap. Like they were just <laughs> crapping on it right, so right. much. And they're just like, it's so ridiculous. Um, but that didn't change the fact that we wanted to watch every second of it and know which couples ended up with who and then complain about what a bitch this one woman was being or whatever. Of course, of course. So I guess if that falls under the category of hate watching, I would highly recommend Indian Matchmaker. Or for you, Allie Johnson, I think you should start because it's the last season. You should start hate watching the Kardashians. Don't say it. Yes, no, let's I can't. do it because no. you're in Calabasas. Ali no. has promised everyone here it's a DTS no, exclusive to start hate watching the Kardashians. No. That is your Monday gift. We thank you so much for listening. We cannot wait to talk to you and have a conversation with you again tomorrow. Drop the subject. We love you. Bye. Drop the subject. The new channel Q.